This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. The matchups. The superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. This is Football Sunday on the Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hi, it's 9.03 a.m. Mike and Rashad with you for Football Sunday. Sorry for the awkward intro. My headphones were tangled together, as is want to happen. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> trying to get mine to, you know, get worked out low-key over here. Well, you're using regular headphones that don't get tangled. Yeah, but, well, they definitely get tangled. Look how long this cord is. They definitely get tangled Right, but time. you could still put those headphones on. Even yeah. if it's tangled, because I've got the buds. So if they get tangled, there's no way I'm getting it in my ears. Well, no one told you to wear buds. Well, they're get better. These ones. You can get these ones, too. No, those are lame. These are not lame. These are the original Beats, man. Don't do that. They are They are the original. They're the original headphones from the studio, but they, they're not comfortable. They make your ears sweaty, and the volume is weird. It's cold. I'm okay with my ears sweating. Your beard's weird. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> other, I'm okay with my ears sweating for now, so... All right. It's cold out there, so I'll take that. It is like, chilly out there. Like earmuffs. It's funny. We've talked about this before. I don't know if it was on this show, but people in general have talked about this before. But the in this city, winter or, or fall winter starts like right like that on a line. You've got nice weather, nice weather, nice weather, nice weather, and then and it's yeah, that's fall. over. They shut that down real quick. So I think that was on like Friday is the first day it started pouring rain, and it was 52 degrees, and I was like, well, there's going to be some That's about it. Usually in October, there's a couple nice days. You know, you're going to be able to wear some some shorts and some short sleeves for a, a few nice days in between. And I think next week we're going to get a couple 70s, something like that. So, I mean, it, yeah, it hits and it hit, when it hits, it hits are really we, hard. Are we really getting 70s again? Because this it confuses me well, because it's cold. To, welcome to Portland. This is this is what our weather is. It's confusing. It doesn't know what it wants to do. No, most of the time. I've gotten very used to when this kind of weather starts like we have this morning. That we are going to be like this until May or June. I'm used to it. So with the little tricks, I'm not enjoying the little tricks here. Well, I mean. This little random week of 70. Or last week or, or two weeks ago, we had like or 80s Or snow again. in March. You know, like, I mean, you just never really know what happens here. So we have very, very uh, schizophrenic or, or bipolar uh, <laughs> uh, weather. We, they, it doesn't really know what it wants to do. Yeah. You know, one day it'll be super cold and then the next day it'll be bright and sunny. So. Is true. That's Portland. It is true. And uh, it is very cold these last few days, and it's been raining. It's actually kind of nice. I kind of enjoy the first little bit of this because it's like a reminder that this kind of weather can be cool, and then you get tired of it really fast. Yeah. This is this is the get sick weather. 
you know, so nobody gets sick in summer. Are you, you get allergies. Sick? Uh, you know, I wasn't feeling great yesterday. I'll be honest. I had, I did have to stand outside for my son's football game. Mm. You know, but uh, you know, wasn't feeling great yesterday. I got to be honest. So this, what this weather can hurry up and leave immediately. If you're asking me, well, so. I'm glad that you didn't pull the. 4 a.m. text, I'm not feeling well. No, I, no I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I'll do that once, not again. I, I do want to, we're not going to have time in the fantasy segment, but I want to I brag a little bit because last week in fantasy football, I had what might have been the greatest week of all time. And uh, I don't want to spend too much time. I know no one really cares, but I scored 210 points in a half point PPR league and won 210.4 to 83.7. You so you had every great performer of the of the week then, so I, I <laughs> including had a, Mitchell Trubisky on my bench. So I had a really similar situation. <laughs> I mean, mind you, I I did win, which was which was awesome. But uh, I had three quarterbacks. Each of them go for over thirty points. Wow! And th- so I had um, Andrew Luck, who was on the bench. He went for thirty-seven. Uh, I started Deshaun Watson. He went for thirty some something odd points. And I also had Jared Goff. Who was on my bench? So I had three quarterbacks that completely went off. I ended up winning by a large, large margin, but it was it was pretty impressive. That's a good problem to have, and I feel like you're going to kill yourself over the decision the next few weeks. Of which uh, quarterback? No, uh, Deshaun start. Watson's my guy, and and until he proves me, you know, otherwise I'm going to go with him. I says the guy who's been whining about Deshaun Watson the first four weeks of the season. He's not going to get off too he's, fast. He's, no it wasn't good. I mean, and the Texans still aren't good, but I mean, at least he's playing okay for now. I. I, I will say this about the fantasy football hot, hot start thing. It's it's kind of hard to like gauge exactly how amazing that is. We've had in my league, I I had never before this year had a team score more points, um, score a hundred over one hundred ninety points. We've had it every week this so far oh, this wow. year. Um, you know, we're a quarter point PPR, so it's not like we put a lot of emphasis on the the reception as well. I scored 170 last week. We had another team score 198. I well, think last it was. week there was a wasn't it a record like 75 touchdowns were scored yeah, or something? It, it's been an abs. It's been a, a record start to the year. Um, I mean, I did that 170, and I had Cooper Cup on my bench, so it's just it, All right. I I had 210. And if I had started Trubisky over Wentz, I would have had 240 points. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's absolutely insane. It's right now. It's like it's kind of hard to say. I, I, it's it's really right now Russian roulette with with these players because they're all just kind of going off, and you're just hoping that your team goes off more than the other team right now. It's it's a weird year in fantasy, and a lot of this has to do obviously with, I think the quarterback not having to worry about getting hit most yeah, of the time. Yeah, I think so too. How awesome must that be for the quarterbacks now? Like you, I mean. I'm sure they act. They have to say they feel bad about it in interviews, like, "Oh, you know, you know, it's just that football." Like a clean and, hit to me. You know, it's a clean hit, and I'm not mad at him and everything. But you're inside. You're like, "Yes, I get all the time in the world to hit. Yes, I just just gotta stand there and wait for the guy to get open. I can, you know, troll a lot. You can do a dance, Harlem Shake, whatever he wants to do. I think that is true because you know, I mean, you can get hit, obviously. But I think they're starting to get comfortable with the fact that a guy, when they throw the ball, is going to pirouette in 360 to get out of the way. Yeah, like if there was like if Von Miller's coming at you now, there's a bit of you if you're the quarterback that's like, oh, this isn't going to be as bad. You know, they're used to imagine Lawrence Taylor coming at you and just you know Joe Montana being like, huh, this is this this won't be so bad. He's just gonna he's gonna lightly tap me, and if I flail, then and now now all of a sudden we're, we might start seeing the flop in the NFL from quarterbacks. I thought about this the other day, like to come in and if, if you create any contact, if you just go down and act like something is hurt, man, more than likely you'll get the flag. And 
we we may be on to on to something else here in the NFL. Might be some rule changes coming up pretty soon. Well, I don't think so because the did you see the report that they looked at it and they basically said, "No, the rule's fine. We're just going to make sure the officials are calling it consistently." Man, That's listen, what they said. Man, the only there's no way. You, okay, then take away the sack. Put put some flags around the quarterback's waist and that call that a sack. I, it's just it's embarrassing. You know, because what's going on with Clay Matthews in Green Bay? I I remember seeing that flag in week three and going that that was right there. Literally, I don't know what he's supposed to do. I think what they're expecting you to do now to sack a quarterback is literally just run into him as hard as you can with your shoulder and knock him down and don't fall on him. Like it doesn't make any sense that you can't sack you you can't sack the quarterback without falling on him. I know that's the crazy part is (laughs) you would think the natural way your body weight is going is you wrap the quarterback correctly, so around the waist or the stomach area Correct. or the chest. Which is exactly which, what Matthew's which is the way doing. Right. Which is the way every single one of those guys was taught to, to tackle right. since so you, they were in Pop Warner. You wrap up in the middle, and you drive him into the ground. Now, you don't need to lift him and pile drive him into the ground. You don't need to throw him if you wrap him and but, put but him on the, thing, the ground. But, so, I, no, 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 I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. You don't need to do those things, but now just driving him into the ground, which is the correct way to tackle, is considered incorrect. When so it comes so to the now, like, if, if I'm chasing a quarterback, I can no longer grab him by his jersey and swip him, swing him around, and now that's a, how many times have we seen a guy trying to escape a DeMarcus Ware or something like that, and he just kind of grabs him and kind of olays him and just throws him around somewhere. Like, that. that's happened often. So now is that going to be I mean, are you going to try to like pull him down with by the jersey? And I mean, that just causes all other sorts of injuries. I mean, we, um, you know, are you going to like horse collars? And I mean, I think what we're going to see a lot of is, and we've seen it already, is the attempted strip. And that makes the quarterback kind of just drop into the fetal position because he doesn't want to lose the football. And then they, he either goes down himself or they just take him down that way where he's not going to be in a, I guess, a vulnerable position, quote unquote. I don't know. If I'm the NFLPA, I think what I would be focusing on at this point is going, you need to stop focusing on us as players and limiting us um, as what we can do. Because it is getting to the point where I'm like, I, I like watching offense, but I would like to see the defense to be able to play the game in some way, shape, or form. I, I think and this to me is more of, of a, you haven't changed your equipment, improved your equipment, in, like ever. It, like, and it, and it takes away it's an it, issue. It really takes away from the greatness of some of these defensive guys. It, you know, it this does. is this is really what a Khalil Mack does. This is what somebody like Clay Matthews has really built his career upon doing is terrorizing quarterbacks and offensive linemen. So all of a sudden you take what's special about these guys away. You're taking something special about the game away from it. And I think that's I think that's awful. All that right. I, I have a devil's advocate reverse point to get to when we get back from the break. Uh and We'll get to that next. I do want to tease, though. We do have Fantasy Scramble coming up at 930. So if you have any fantasy football start set questions this week, feel free to text them into the Better You Today text line 55305. You can also tweet them at us on Twitter at 1080thefan. At Mike Lynch 27 is me. At TaylorMade503 is Rashad. And Jesse's at Jesse Osman, A-S-Z-M-A-N. And uh, we'll talk about that at 930 and 945 as the games get underway at 10. I do want to talk a little bit about Oregon State at some point in the show today. I was planning on doing it early, but this conversation intrigues me so i'll move that to the 10 o'clock hour we've got west coast bias coming then maybe i'll do that then oregon state and the west coast bias yeah why not that that's new and exciting yeah all right so 10 15 oregon state and then uh, 10 30 we have hated love it so that's all coming up on the show but coming up next what if the defensive players just learned how to tackle differently this is football sunday on the fan 
Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 915 on your Sunday morning. Mike and Rashad and Jesse with you till 11 o'clock. Fantasy Scramble coming up in 15 minutes. So get your start set questions in to the Better You Today text line at 55305. And we'll start answering them at 930. But I wanted to continue this conversation about the hits in the NFL. We actually haven't talked about it yet, which surprises me. But uh, the the quarterback being protected more and the, the roughing the passer calls and the personal foul calls that we've seen increased over the early part of the season. Now, normally... When you get a big rules change, you see it discussed a lot and called a lot in the preseason. And then by the time the regular season starts, you start to see a little bit of leniency happen. I think the refs understand that they need to call it more, but they also understand from the player's perspective, these new rules are basically the opposite of what they've been taught how to play football. So it's really, really hard to get rid of that muscle memory on how to tackle. Or, you know, if you're a defender in space against the receiver to not go in and hit the guy to make sure he doesn't catch the ball. You know, these are all things that when you're growing up playing football that you learn instinctively to do because it's the most effective way to make sure that they don't get yards and points and, and all that. So I would say, I, I would say I, I feel like that's why they get lenient on it, but this year they're not this year. They're calling it just as hard as they were calling it in preseason and when the NFL comes out and reviews all the penalties and says, no, 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 they're all good. We just want to make sure the refs are consistent. They are really trying to make this a point of emphasis that's not going to change. And if that's the case, then the players are going to have to change. They're going to have to. Because Jesse was right last segment. The defense right now in the NFL is essentially non-existent. It's there's a couple of great defensive teams, of course, you know, think about the Jaguars and stuff, but it's generally the it's like 42 to 35 final scores. And that's fun to watch, but it's also not what football should be. So if that if they're going to be this this strong about making this a point of emphasis then the players are going to have to learn to change. And frankly, I think they can because they've done it the last few years when they've changed a million other things. I see. I would, I would I'd have to disagree with that just because you're talking about guys that made it all the way to the top of their profession, the top of you know every, what everybody wants to do if you're playing college football, high school football, Pop Warner, for the most part, is be a professional. And they got there by not doing it one way, but doing it, quote unquote, the right way as far as being a defender, learning how to tackle, learning how to defend, um, learning how to catch when you're on defense. And now you're saying that you we don't want you to tackle the way that you've that the way that for the reason you got there, we don't want you to do that anymore. You can't do that. You can no longer. And it's weird. Now you can't come across the middle because I think receivers are a little more, you know, la di da about just being able to come across the middle because they know they can't get that big hit anymore. You know, they can't get lit up like they used to anymore. Quarterbacks are more, you know, trial all about throwing the ball because they know they have way more time because if they do come, man, he can't really light me up the way that he used to I think that's a problem because again you're taking away from what these guys really do so now what's what's Von Miller's position in the NFL like what does he do now well but he's still a disruptor he's he's a, he's well, look, a disruptor I, I, but I, I agree mean, with you right I yeah I'm gonna I am more on Rashad's side on this but I'm just trying to look at it from the other angle because I think there is a fair point to the other angle where if the NFL is not going to change then I think that, and we've seen this already, the players learn and they adapt. Now, this is super new. It's, what are we, in week five? 
Mm-hmm. So week five plus a couple preseason weeks where some of these guys didn't even play in the preseason. So let's just say we're we're six or so weeks into this. It's probably going to take a year to adjust. We've had so many of these rules changes that have been talked about ad nauseum in the beginning of a year. And then a year later, we're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that's a rule because the players have adjusted. It's just what happens. So Von Miller is still one of the best defensive ends in the league because he always gets to the quarterback and forces him off of his feet. He might force a bad throw. He might get a strip sack. Uh, He might be able to force the quarterback up into the pocket where he runs into the offensive line and the defensive tackle pushing forward. He can still be effective even if he's not getting 19 really hard, vicious Jadavion Clowney sacks every single season. He'll learn. They'll all learn. And the only thing that I that I haven't liked that's been called are the Clay Matthews hits because they are very clearly clean sacks. Yeah. And that that needs to be addressed. But in terms of some of the other stuff, although there's obviously there's been bad calls. The one on Baker Mayfield last week stands out to me where he barely got run into and they called a personal foul. But, you know, there have been some big hits that haven't been called because they've been clean. I'm, I'm looking at this metric here from the first three weeks of the season, three full weeks of the season, there was 34 roughing the pass penalties called. There was 16 through the first three weeks of last season. So that's meant 18 more roughing the passer, you know, penalties that teams have seen for clean hits. Again, you Clay Matthews, man, two incredibly clean hits. I don't know, I don't know if you can hit the quarterback any cleaner or, you know, try not to use as much aggression after the hit and anything like that. I don't know if you can do it any better than Clay Matthews or had done it at that point. Still, he got to he got flagged twice. So there is a definite issue, you know, and you're you're talking about, man, you're talking about giving yards up. And that's not a good thing in the NFL. You don't want to ever go backwards or to let a team come forwards. And that's that's what's happening. And but I also put themselves in great positions off of silly calls at the end. But I also feel like on the flip side of that, again, what's worse having you said 34 roughing the passer penalties called or having six quarterbacks out for eight weeks with an injury and the CJ Bethards of the world are coming into play. What's worse? Yeah, but that, uh, but a lot of this is well. What's worse? I mean, well, definitely you don't want to lose your quarterback. That's and that's, that's why the sure NFL's doing worse. This. But I mean, we're, we're not losing quarterbacks on on sacks most of the time. You know, Carson Carson Wentz, you know, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers. But man, how did Garoppolo mess his knee up? Man, not running out of bounds or not doing so. It happens, and that's what I'm saying. You can. We've seen guys, man, on just planting uh, get hurt. So it's. You're going to get hurt either way. This is football, and it's just kind of what it is. But And I totally understand not going low. They changed the rule to when Brady got hurt to where you can't go low. Fine. That happened. You can't go high. You can't target up top for obvious reasons. Fine. You made this area, your torso, the only area you can hit, and now you're saying you can't do that either. So how are these guys supposed to make a living? There's incentive in a lot of these guys' contracts that say if you get X amount of sacks, then you will get X amount of money. And now all of a sudden you're saying that – uh you're probably not going to get that. Anymore. Well, that's but, a problem for dudes. But that's even extra incentive to learn to change, right? I mean, they can go to referees and say, how can I do this cleanly so you don't call a penalty on me? They could do that. I'm sure a lot of them have done that already. And they can learn. That's that's the biggest thing about this is I don't like it either, right? I, I, am, I generally want the NFL to be a safer game. I don't want to see quarterbacks and players injured. It definitely hurts the product. It sucks. It really does. But I also, part of the reason we like football is for the hitting and, and the, I guess, for the base violence of it. That's part of the reason why we like the sport. So I like 
when quarterbacks get sacked and it's like it's like a great intense play and you're like yeah it's a crazy crazy moment but I also like when my team can score points and when my games aren't 10 to 3 because we have two backup quarterbacks in that can't throw the football from me to you and are also getting hit constantly I think what I can't remember what year it was I feel like it was maybe like five or six years ago I remember we lost like six starting quarterbacks in two weeks and for, for long injuries, not maybe not a year long, but six, seven week injuries. And for the next couple of weeks, half the NFL was just brutal to watch. It was just brutal. So on, on that flip side, as much as I like the fact that there's violence in the sport and that's part of the reason that, that we like it so much in some deranged way, that I also want the sport to still thrive and have a lot of points and, and be fun to watch. And I'd rather protect that than protect the violence aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it happens when you're trying to make plays. Like it's just one of those things, the quarterback, you the balls in your hands at all times, you're responsible for every play. So man, it's, it's going to happen. You're going to get hurt. There's every, not a player on that team. That's not going to get hurt. So I just think we're, we're making it too much about, the quarterback, they already get paid the most. They already have the most privilege. They already are the most, uh, uh, as far as merchandising or anything like that. They're the, they're the face of your franchise, and that's the only position that you call the face of your franchise, regardless of how good Von Miller is. Right now, the face of your franchise is Case Keenum for whatever reason. Well, that's for the them. Guy. It's probably still Von Miller. I mean, it, it, uh, when it, 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 oh yeah, they're they're talking about Chad Kelly right now. And th- and that's a legit conversation. Yeah, Case like, Keenum kind of sucks. Yeah. So it's it's it's. I don't know. I, I just I but, think it's a it's, I think it's a, a soft rule, and I think it only complements one's position on the field and everybody else outside of receiver. Well, that's no, what I was going to say. Think about this: yeah. is two years ago, you couldn't do receiver hits anymore, right? You couldn't hit a defenseless defenseless receiver. You know, if they were going across the middle, you had to be careful. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. And guess what? They learned. And defender, I, I don't know if you've paid attention to it, but the last year and a half or so. Defensive backs, safeties, they tackle so much cleaner. They are always going shoulder first to, for the most part. They're hardly going for the legs, and they're still tackling people. It's not it's not affecting how they tackle. I think, I think it just takes some time. That's all I'm saying is with all these rule changes, it just takes some time. It's so easy to make a snap judgment and say this is ruining the sport when maybe the pass rushers – over the course of the season, we'll learn a more effective way to not injure the quarterback while still sacking him. Uh, but again, you're, there's already they've already taken away the legs. You can't go high. There's only one place to tackle them. Wow, where else are they supposed to? You can't tackle them really from behind. So really, wh- how how else are they supposed to tackle? And that's always my thing. Is like really, there's nothing else you can do. If I grab you by your jersey and swing you around on the ground, that'll probably be roughing, roughing the passer. If I land on you too hard, that'll be rough in the past. So do I, I have to? So now you're asking the defender to possibly hurt himself. Every coach I've ever had, well, yeah, one defender did hurt himself. There you go. Saw that the They're, Dolphins' defensive end. Because now you're asking me, I'm going full ACL. speed. I'm going full speed. Now you're asking me to get to the quarterback and abruptly stop. Well, what and, he and, what he did was he was sacking him, and he was trying to stay up. He and he, sta- ended up, he put one leg down to try to spin yes. out of falling on the quarterback, and he tore his ACL. There you go. You know, and so now you're asking people. To to on on the de- de- on, excuse me on the defense to possibly hurt themselves in an attempt to not get a sack or not try to hurt the quarterback and that's I mean it, it doesn't work both ways and I'm sorry it, it, it's only to benefit the quarterback and I totally understand 
you know, quarterbacks putting up massive points and everything, but I, 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 I think you're changing the game. They are changing the game. Not, but they, not, but they want, not in great ways. And But they want to change the game. I understand That's making it safer, this. but this is football. You want to make it safer, just make it flag. And then there'll, there'll be no... Or just put a red jersey on the quarterback. And say he can't be hit just like in practice. Two-hand touch. There you go. You get there, you touch him twice, you're good. I, Two hands. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I like the sport for what it is, but I also understand the rule changes. And I would like to give it some time to see if they can adjust and still have the game be fun to watch for defenses. And if it doesn't, then maybe that'll be big enough to let the NFL retract some of the rules that they made. Let the games play out over the course of a season and see what the NFL says after that. See if they achieve what they wanted. Less quarterback injuries. And that's probably for, mostly what they're trying to achieve for a is just sport less quarterback an, injuries. And I know we have to break, but for a sport that's already having issues as far as, I'm not going to say viewership because it's always going to be the you know highest rated TV show of the week. But for people, as many people are stepping away from the game, I don't think you want to take the fun part of actually playing in the game away. And that's, I feel like that's what they're kind of doing. All right, let's break coming up next fantasy scramble time. So get those start sick questions into the better you today text line five, five, three, zero five, or on Twitter at Mike Lynch, 27 at Taylor made five Oh three at Jesse Osman, a Z M a N at 1080 the fan. And uh, we've already got some in, so we'll get to them next and hopefully help you win your week in fantasy. But first Jesse has sports. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it's time for the fantasy scramble. Get those start sick questions into the fan or the better you today text line five five three zero five. I don't want to waste any time, so text those in, and we'll get to as many as we can. We'll start right now. This is not a question, but just a uh, he wants to, us to reaffirm his decision. He goes, I asked this last week and pulled the trigger, traded Tevin Coleman for Le'Veon Bell. Now Bell is set to return to Week Eight. Did I get the better end of the trade? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Tevin Coleman's been really good for Atlanta. He's been good, but Bell will be better, and you get him for a large portion of the season. He goes, I'm currently 2-2. Two and two. When Bell comes back, I'll have Rivers, McCaffrey, Bell, Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, and Zach Ertz. Yeah, I still have Le'Veon Bell because I didn't trade him. That's a 14-team league. Too, he's, he's going to be a force, and he hasn't played for the first few weeks of the season, so he's, he's going to be fresher than everyone else. So, yes, great, great idea. Uh, at quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Or Andy Dalton. This one's actually a lot harder than you would think. I, my my instant thought was, oh, Matt Stafford. And that's actually where I'm going to stay is Matt Stafford because he completed 80% of his passes last week and got 20 points fantasy-wise um, or more depending on the league that you're in. But I just – I don't like the Green Bay defense, and I think Matt Stafford's receivers are really, really good with Jones and Galladay and Tate. And, hell, even uh, even his tight ends are good. And then Andy Dalton's actually had an amazing season – uh, much better than I expected. He's also got a solid set of receivers, but I just like Stafford a little bit better. So I'm going to say Stafford. Um, wow. Yeah, I think I'm going to take a – jeez Louise. I think I'd probably go with Andy Dalton, which is something I never thought I would say. Man, Andy Dalton's a guy the past two games has thrown 300 yards or 300-plus in both of them. Uh, 
you're looking at a guy in AJ Green who's already got five touchdowns through the through the you know four weeks of play so far. So uh, they're going against Miami. I I don't trust Miami's three and one record. I just don't think that they're that good. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and I think Andy Dalton. I, I I love the connection with he and AJ Green right now. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, that was. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Andy Dalton in this situation um, as well. I, really getting a, that, the one thing that does worry me about the the fact that you're not going to have John Ross, you're not going to have Tyler Eifert, you're not going to have Giovanni Bernard, but um, there is definitely something going on with uh, Tyler Boyd. You still have AJ Green and Joe Mixon's coming back. So non PPR at the flex, Adrian Peterson, Jordan Reed, Alshon Jeffrey. So you would think that Adrian Peterson against the Saints would be a bang up matchup, but reading into it, the Saints have allowed the fewest yards per rush of any team in the NFL with 3.2 but the Redskins are coming off a bye which is good for a guy who is as old as Adrian Peterson is and he has an ankle injury that he practiced through but he is going to play because of that I'm a little bit leaning towards Alshon Jeffrey who came back in a huge way for the Eagles last week and instantly became target number well I guess two Zach Ertz is still Carson Wentz's favorite target but favorite target number two for Carson Wentz now they're playing a Minnesota defense that has a chip on its shoulder after getting absolutely reamed by the Rams. And they probably want to play a little bit better than they did the week before. Um, and since it's non PPR, you're going to rely on a touchdown from him. It's a tough one, but I think I'm going to go Adrian Peterson, despite the tough matchup, because if he gets in the end zone, that'll help you out in a non PPR league. Uh, I like Alshon Jeffrey. I think since he's come back, I think that's going to really help the Eagles who are still really, you know, trying to find themselves, I guess, a little bit. Haven't really been playing great football, but should be playing much better. So I think Alshon this is where I'm going. Not a big fan of Alshon. Xavier Rhodes, um, now he hasn't been a, a elite, elite shutdown corner this year, but um, he's still been a very tough matchup for wide receivers. Alshon only got nine targets last week. This is still an offense that I think works more through Ertz than it does through the wide receivers. Um it, uh, on the on the flip side, Adrian Peterson is getting the touches coming fresh off of a bye. Um, going to be nice and healthy. And, you know, th- there's one thing to say about the, the running offense within the Washington Redskins offense, and that is they get goal-to-go situations for their running backs more than anybody else in the NFL. Uh, Non-PPR at the flex, Will Fuller, Cooper Cup, or a questionable Lamar Miller? I would not touch Lamar Miller. They're saying he might not play. I wouldn't risk it. So it's between Cup and Will Fuller. And if it's non-PPR, you're going to go for – and they're both catch guys, so that's a little bit tough. You want to go for the more yards or the touchdown potential? Uh, again, they both have touchdown potential. Will Fuller has caught a touchdown in all three of his games so far this year. Cooper Cup has also done quite well with touchdowns, catching four in four games, only missing it once. In that sense, I guess I'd go with the better offense and go with Cooper Cup, but really this is a flip of the coin for me. I, I would be happy with either. I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. I'm going to go with the hottest team in football. I'll do the preference thing. Uh, if you feel that you need uh, a more of a home run hitter, that's going to be your Will Fuller. Um, now he does come with risk, which is why I'm going to say Cooper Cup uh, if you feel that you just need a safe floor. And that's because Will Fuller could come in, play three plays, pull his hamstring, and then he's gone. Cooper Cup's going to be healthy. The question is, is this going to be his week now? So far, it's been every receiver's week every week. Yeah, and and he (laughs) does get a lot of red zone targets. So I think he's really safe. I I think he has higher upside. Obviously, they did last year. He's coming off an amazing performance. So I'll I'll go Cup unless you really need a a big-time home run. Full point PPR at the flex. Chris Thompson, Will Fuller. Or Dion Lewis. 
Woo. Um, that's a tough one. I love Chris Thompson in, in full point PPR. I really do. He, uh, in week two or week one had six catches, 63 yards, one touchdown week two, 13 catches, 92 yards. You got a ton of points week three. Uh, he had one catch and also didn't rush the ball very well. So it was a really, really bad week for him uh, going up against new Orleans. I, I think I'm going to go with him. Deion Lewis has been inconsistent and Will Fuller is risky. Chris Thompson, I feel like in a full point PPR will at least get you like four or five catches. So I'll go Chris Thompson. I really like Chris Thompson out of the backfield. Um, Deion Lewis is, you know, if you if you look at any rankings, they're you know right around. Chris Thompson's always going to be ranked just a little bit higher. Uh, I'll probably go Thompson. I definitely don't want to go um, with Deion until I see something out of that that Titans offense that is the ugliest offense he got nine catches last week he, yeah um I, I, not to say he's not going to be and then buffalo is also a a really you know obviously a kind of a tasty matchup i just it's it's mostly to do with my trust of the titans i have yet to see this offense look cohesive in one sh- way shape or form it could be uh we're gonna try to ice this game with derrick henry type of day you just don't know um will fuller once again that's that high risk, high reward with the injury, but at the same time, he has literally caught a touchdown every single game he's played with Deshaun Watson, um, and that is very appealing. Um, and then, what was the third? Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson, man. Chris Thompson. He's a I machine mean, for catching passes. I, honestly, I'm probably going to go with Thompson as well. I think I think he has the same upside with passing pass catching that uh, you have with Lewis, except you have more stability with Thompson, and then once again, you don't have the injury necessarily risk that you do with a, a fuller PPR got to pick one Carlos Hyde Aaron Jones Deion Lewis I'm going Carlos Hyde uh, this one's fairly easy for me I know the PPR gives Deion Lewis some some consideration but Hyde scored touchdowns every game he's the workhorse back for them despite the fact Nick Chubb got two long touchdown runs last week I don't think that's going to get rid of Carlos Hyde's touches and he's been a touchdown machine so far this season keep playing him as long as he's scoring yeah uh, I'm with Hyde, Hyde as well man he's not going to probably get you a Whole, whole bunch of yards, but he's definitely going to uh, get himself in the end zone. He's got five already this season. I'm going with Hyde. I made this likeness earlier in the season about how he is basically this year's version of DeMarco Murray when he went um, to Tennessee. And it's kind of holding true to form to that. You know, Nick Chubb's kind of coming in and spelling him, doing a little bit of lightning to his thunder, but he is literally the meat tenderizer. He goes through, he, he tenderizes these defensive lines, and that really helped Nick Chubb last week. And so I don't see them going away from – Hyde being the guy who's going to pound the rock. Um, they might get Chubb a couple more touches, but he's still probably going to get you at least 18 to 20 touches in Hyde, and nobody's touching the ball more than he is at the running back position. Uh, and, and he's they found a way to get him a touch at the one-yard line every game this season. So I, I just you got you to gotta <laughs> roll right. with him. He's, he's a top, um, top running back in basically every form of fantasy, so I'm, I'm rolling with Hyde. Uh, Wentz or Breeze at quarterback. Uh, Wentz is going up against the Minnesota defense. Breeze is going up against the Washington defense. Breeze had a really bad fantasy week last week after having a great one two weeks ago. They get Mark or they get Mark Ingram, excuse me, back, which means they might lean on the rushing game a little bit more. Uh, and Carson Wentz looked very good last week. Now that he had his full complement of receivers back, call this a gut play, but I'm going to say Carson Wentz, but uh, Drew Brees is certainly a good option if you if you want it. I'm not mad if you pick either, but my gut says Carson Wentz. Drew Brees, 
I mean, I think last week was uh, a, b- a bad week for him, but he is still Drew Brees, and I think he knows that he's chasing uh, really history at this point. So, yeah, Drew Brees. I don't know if he is – if this team's going to revert back to what it was last year, but there is a distinct possibility that will happen with the return of Mark Ingram, um, you know, and with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara being what they were last year – this was a running first team for the first time in Drew Brees' career, in which case that makes him kind of a sketchy play. I'll probably roll Wentz out. He's he's in his third week. Rust has been shook off. He had a good week last he week. He had a good week, and uh, he's got basically all of his weapons uh, at his disposal. So, you know, I, li- I definitely like Wentz this week. This is a really tough one. It is a non-PPR flex, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Breida, or Mark Ingram. The non-PPR thing is what scares me away from Brita in this one, although he hasn't had too many catches in each of the games. He's still a good pass-catching running back. Um, but he's been consistent running the ball. He's just not getting a lot of carries every single game. Uh, Mark Mark Ingram versus Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going to go Mark Ingram, I think. I think Ingram's going to have a really good return. Their offensive line's played really well in New Orleans, and I'm expecting them to take some of the workload away from Kamara just to keep him healthy throughout the year. So I'd say Ingram on this one. Um, I got to start three of them. No, just one. Oh, okay. Non PPR. Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Breida, or Mark Ingram. Oh, okay, I'm looking at the wrong one. Um, yeah, I think I'll go with Mark Ingram as well. And it's, it's hard. Um, I think Breida's kind of taken over that backfield as the lead back for San Francisco at the same time with CJ Beathard. You're kind of going, oh, what's this offense going to be like? Well, Beathard didn't look. Like total trash last week, second year with um, Shanahan, and he does like to dump off to his his running backs on a regular basis. Uh, um, I, I honestly like rolling him out there. I, I mean, mostly this has to do with I have fired up Ingram. I think Ingram's going to be fine this week, but I, I like the idea of having a starting running back, which I think, like I said, Breida's taken over that backfield over Al. Um, so I'm going to roll out Brita just based on the fact that I think he's going to get more touches. All right, let's break. Coming up next, we get to the rest of these that are here on our text machine. Send them in now if you uh, want to get a chance to get them on the air. Better you today, text line 55305. That's next here on Football Sunday on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Let's dive right back into the fantasy football questions. Want to get to as many as we can. PPR need two out of these three. Cooper Cup, Will Fuller, Alshon Jeffrey. I'm going to go Cup and Fuller on that one. Cup and Will Fuller. Sweep it. Uh, Same question as last week. Patrick Mahomes or Drew Brees? They play the one and two defenses this week. I know Mahomes is playing the Jaguars. I don't think you can bench Mahomes for anything right now. He is so good. Last week was a, quote, bad week for him, and he still put up like three touchdown passes because of the comeback against the Broncos in the fourth. Uh, I'm going to go Mahomes. Uh, You you can't take the, you know, you have to start Mahomes right now. I'll go with Mahomes as well. Start three non-PPR, Zeke Elliott, Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, Matt Breida, Chris Thompson. So the PPR is, or no PPR is going to remove Chris Thompson from that list for me. I'm definitely starting Zeke, so that's easy. And then it's between Freeman, Ingram, and Breida for the last two spots. I think I'm going to go Ingram and Breida over Freeman. I want to see him back healthy, prove it kind of thing. Um, I'm so going, Zeke, Ingram, Breida. Uh, Zeke, Freeman, 
Brita. Zeke Ingram, Brita. Uh, ooh, where's the next question? Oh, here we go. Uh, need a running back, and the flex options are, and it is a half-point PPR, Austin Eckler. He is the backup in San Diego. No, not San Diego. Los Angeles uh, for the Chargers. Buck Allen, Devin Funches, or Antonio Callaway. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Eckler on this one. I, I I don't like Buck Allen, except for the touchdowns and Alex Collins is healthy and he's actually gotten into the end zone a little bit now. Devin Funches, I was wrong on last week. He caught a touchdown, and I I'm just ex- accept that I have a bias on him a little bit. I don't like Devin Funches. Oh, you hate him. And then Callaway, eh, I'm gonna go Eckler in a half point PPR league. Uh, I'm I'm not crazy about Funches. Um, I guess Eckler is really your best play right there. Um, I I honestly think it's it's between Funches and Eckler, and um, well, I I, th- I think the reason I'll give the nod to Eckler over Funchess is for one reason, one reason only, and that's the offense that he's in. I mean, Cam Newton is, what, I think he had 150 yards passing in his last game. He's just not a big passer in the end zone. They're more likely to try to run it in with either Cam or with C.J. Anderson or, or run CMC. And so it just it definitely limits his value, whereas Austin Eckler's in a pass-happy offense, and he's very much involved in that passing game. Uh, speaking of that passing game, Philip Rivers or Blake Bortles? This is easy. It's Philip Rivers. You have a very solid floor with Philip Rivers. He always gets points, even if he throws picks. Bortles is such a crapshoot. He could get a couple of rushing touchdowns and give you the best week ever, or he can give you like eight points. So I'm going to go with Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip Rivers. I mean, Bortles is having a great season so far because he has a great defense. Philip Rivers is great because Philip Rivers is great. So I think Bortles has top ten, top twelve upside. Rivers has top five upside. So that that is to me a start Rivers with upside. Start Chris Thompson or Alshon Jeffrey for flex at half point PPR. Chris Thompson. I'm telling you, he's a he's a great PPR player. Yeah, Chris Thompson. Yeah, not a not a great week for Alshon. I'm, I'll take Thompson as well. Flex PPR, Buck Allen or Demarius Thomas? That's easy, Demarius Thomas. It's still Demarius Thomas. Don't touch he's Buck getting, Allen. He's getting older, but he's still Demarius Thomas. I'll take Buck Allen. Why are you mm. touching Buck Allen? He's got a good uh, – honestly, he has a pretty good matchup for running backs. He's heavily involved in that passing game. He is getting goal line touches. As the, the They won't let that fullback dive with Buck Allen die, and they don't trust – As I love Alex Collins. Alex Collins is – I mean, leaps and bounds above Buck Allen as far as talent, but he won't stop fumbling the ball away. They like Buck Allen. He's not going away. I'll, I'll say Buck Allen. Sorry, guys. Uh, flex help needed. Tyler Boyd or Tevin Coleman? Uh, Tyler Boyd, please. He's been so good. Uh, I don't know. Tevin Coleman's been really good in the absence of Freeman. Though. He's not in so absence of not, Freeman anymore. I mean, not anymore, but, you know. And he wasn't great last week. He wasn't great, but still, uh, he, he's done a lot more than I think a lot of people expected for him to kind of carry the load for two or three weeks. So um, I'll, I think I would still probably go Tyler Boyd, though. Boyd. Uh, we've got, who do I start at my flex? Brita, Thompson, Galladay, or Corey Davis? Uh, my God. That's actually a lot of really good problems to have right there. That is... I, I think it depends if it's a PPR league. I don't see it anywhere in here if it's a PPR or not. If it's a PPR league, that kind of removes Breida from the picture for me and makes it Thompson, Galladay, or Corey Davis. 
Uh, I'm going to remove Corey Davis because I just don't trust Mariota and the Titans offense. So that leaves Thompson and Galladay. And then I think I'll go Thompson because Galladay is competing with Jones and Tate for catches and Thompson should be solid. So I'll say Chris Thompson if, if it's, especially if it's a PPR league. Uh, see, for me, it's between Brita or Thompson. Um, I don't know. I think I think I like I like Thompson right now. He's 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 playing good football, man. I like Thompson. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough one. PPR. I I think I almost like Kenny Galladay a little bit more. He's kind of. I, I mean, he's he does a great job stretching the field for for Detroit. Um, I, I I'll, I'm gonna go Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I I just think I like that that passing offense. They don't trust their running game in Detroit. I think eventually they're just going to have to pass in this game anyway. All right, we got five minutes. Let's go a little quicker here. Patrick Mahomes in the rain versus Jacksonville or Derek Carr. Patrick Mahomes don't care about the weather. Yeah, I like Mahomes even against that defense. And Derek Carr is just not a great fantasy quarterback this year. You got to go Mahomes. Jared Goff, Mariota, Jared Goff. That's easy. Mm, yeah, yeah, Jared Goff. Yeah, this is not the Legion of Boom. Uh, at running back, do I go Adrian Peterson or Royce Freeman? I go Adrian Peterson. Freeman splitting with Lindsey is not a bad thing because he's still getting touches and in, in end zone opportunity or red zone opportunities, but Peterson. Oh, man, I'm going to shake it up. I'm going to go Royce Freeman. I like Royce. Freeman. Oh, I mean, sorry, Peterson. I, I like Royce, but uh, Peterson's just getting the work and he'll get the goal line work. Pick three, Zeke, Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Adrian Peterson. First of all, how on earth did you get all these running backs? You're in a four-person league. Second of all, definitely Zeke and McCaffrey, and then definitely not Connor. He has been bad. It's between Mixon and Peterson. I'll go Mixon. Yeah, I'm going. To the, I'm I'm with you, Elliot, uh, McCaffrey, Mixon. This was the zero wide receiver strategy. He probably took Mixon in either probably the fourth round, didn't take his first wide receiver till the third round. Um, I, I like how you whispered to bring him. This was probably the uh, the <laughs> receiver strategy. Uh, okay, so we had uh, Zeke Mixon. Who, what? McCaffrey, James Conner, Adrian Peterson. Pick three. Uh, Zeke, run CMC. Um, and I'm going to go Mixon. Uh, PPR wide receiver two, Jordy Nelson or Quincy Inunua? Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my instant reaction. Um, I guess Jordy Nelson. Don't sound so bad about it. I like Jordy Nelson. You can like him, but he's not very yeah, good in fantasy he's, anymore. I mean, depends on which week. He's caught touchdowns the last two weeks, so oh, I guess yeah. ride the hot hand, right? You know, Jordy Nelson is a crafty veteran receiver who was already fast. Now he's just not as fast, but he's a little more crafty in his older age. So I'm going with, yeah, I'm taking Jordy Nelson. I think you just have a safer floor with Quincy Anunua. Antonio Brown, Muhammad Sanu, A.J. Green, Brandon Cooks, full point PPR. Which three of those four do I play? You play Brown, Green, and Cooks. It's that simple. That's easy. It's easy. Sanu yeah. got a good game last week, but it doesn't matter. Brown, Green, and Cooks. Uh, Cooks of – which Cooks is it? Wait. Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweep it. Uh, Tyreek Hill or John Brown PPR? Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he's, he's – uh, is he at it's home? Yeah, it, it, or is he away? Tyreek Hill? They're in Jacksonville. Yeah, I believe they're in Jacksonville. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. And and somebody's been talking some... No, they're at home. Oh, ooh. Then who are the other options? It's just one other. It's uh, John Brown is, on the Ravens. Is Jacksonville home? Or is... is Kansas City's at home. Kansas oh, City's at home. I Honestly, this is, this is weird. 
at that, that that changes my opinion. I will go John Brown. Um, and, and this is because Tyreek Hill is not being as good at home. Brandon Cooks, John Brown, or Chris Thompson need two. Brandon Cooks and Chris Thompson. Brandon Cooks, uh, Chris Thompson. Cooks Thompson. Eckler, Ingram is Ingram for me. Ingram. Ingram. Watson or Mahomes is Mahomes for me. I'm just going to – I'm telling you guys, Mahomes is the best guy right now in fantasy. I don't care about the matchups. I'm going Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes. I will actually go Watson in this one. Brita, Adrian Peterson. I'm going to go Peterson. Brita. Peterson. Uh, half point PPR, Chris Thompson, Tevin Coleman, Aaron Jones, or Doug Baldwin. Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Thompson. Uh, Mahomes or Cam? Mahomes. Mahomes. Cam's good in fantasy with those rushing touchdowns, though. Yeah, no, that, that does help, but uh, I got a bias. Uh, I'll, I'll go Mahomes. I do have a bias towards Cam. I will just put that out there. And then Corey Davis or Will Fuller in PPR? I'm going to go Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Fuller. There we go. Got it done with 30 seconds to spare. Let's go. Thank you guys for all the questions. Much appreciated. We'll do it again uh, in our next show. I believe we might be off next week. So if you have questions, I'll I'll check by the end of the show. Tweet them at us, and we will help you in the morning on uh, on Sunday morning as best as we can. At Mike Lynch 27, at TaylorMade503, and Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. Coming up next hour, we've got West Coast Bias. We're going to talk the bees. We've got Hate It or Love It. And uh, got to talk some NFL as well coming up. That's all next hour here on Football Sunday on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.